we are, watches are growing. We, we're getting, the teams are getting larger. The, the, pray, the prayer is getting stronger. The words are getting more clear. We're using the Bible to, to set our path. You can join us on any of the watches. We do every, every two hours we start a new watch on even hours, 6, 8, 10, 12, 2, 4 to 6. And then at 3.30, we, we shift into worship. And then uh, Sunday or Friday, the 14th of October, returning. And that is not a conference. It's a gathering, or God keeps saying it's a regathering. It's his saints coming to return to him in a fresh way and to see him bring about the multitude of promises of those who have been scattered are going to be gathered. So I'm looking forward to that. Please sign up and register. It's a $25 It covers two lunches to help us, you know, cover those lunches and, that's, and help commit everybody to be here Friday at 6 p.m. and then Saturday 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. and then Sunday is our 10 o'clock service followed by our lunch together. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, who wants to come up and share what was, what was heard and prayed in the watches? We'll, we'll begin with anyone who hasn't shared already. Peter, please, I knew you had something. Come on. Well, I'm, I'm glad you I'm trying to connect, but a lot of the people um, were saying in our, in our prayer watch from 2 to 4, and with what you were saying, Pastor Steve, about the wealth of loss. And the scripture the Lord gave me during the prayer watch to start out with was, first of all, one that Ali, Ali, I should say, came later and confirmed, and that is, behold, I will do something new. And from Isaiah 43, behold, I will do something new on the earth, I believe, uh, verse 18. Surely it will come to birth. Will you be aware of it? I'll make a, a way in the wilderness and I'll, a river in the desert. But do not remember the former things mm -hmm. and do not remember the past things. And so I, I, I know that it's been prophesied a new thing is coming. And uh, the Lord gave me, I don't know how, I didn't know how this scripture fit in until you were talking tonight, Pastor Steve, about the wealth of loss. And it's, of course, a scripture that we always associate with new people that receive Jesus into their heart, but it goes a little deeper than that. In Revelation chapter 3, um, he says in... Um, In verse 20, it's a scripture about I am the door. So I have the Revelation 3:20. Yeah. Yeah, verse yeah 20, 3:20. He's got it up on the wall. Okay. Behold, I will stand, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and dine with him and he with me. To him who overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on my throne as I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. And I thought this is a verse that many times we share when we're leading someone to Christ, to open their hearts up to receive him and to open the door of their heart to come in. And the Lord was just speaking to me so strongly about the wealth of 
loss, but the next step to that, where we get that hundredfold blessing, mm -hmm. Pastor Steve, is that we then find those who have also suffered loss in their life. And we give to them the wealth that God has given to us yes, yes, yes. as a result of our relinquishment of the loss mm -hmm. and letting it go. Even the sin, as you were talking about, uh, just releasing the sin, uh, uh, letting it go, forgiving it. Uh, what's the other word you lose for uh, letting go of the sin, not just the person. I, I forget the other word you were using. But um, letting the sin go. And then uh, I, the Lord spoke to me to tell you, the people here in, in our congregation and many in the body of Christ, we are wealthy. God has endowed us with the great wealth of his word and great wealth of many, many experiences and miracles that we have seen and miracles that we've also experienced individually ourselves. And so I, the Lord was speaking to me that there are many people like the Seraphonician woman that are out there and just saying, just give me the crumbs and the miracle of God that they're looking for. People that have run into on the street, people living in tents, homeless people. There, many of them have mental illness issues. Many of them have addiction issues. And the one thing I noticed about them, they all have a basic openness to Christ Jesus whenever you talk to them. Openness to God. Maybe because God's brought them to a low place in their life. But God is speaking to me that we need to look now because back in that day, they used to see a lot of lepers on the streets and beggars on the street. And you saw the, the lame man at the uh, pool of Siloam. That was very commonplace to see that. And we've been in the society until recently that we haven't seen the poor. They've been kind of shuffled away out of sight, but now they've come to sight. They, they, they become more obvious like they were in the streets of Jerusalem and other big cities. And so we begin to pray over cities at our prayer watch today like Denver, uh, Seattle, Portland, Los Angeles, D uh, San Diego, Sacramento, Chicago, Boston, New York City, Miami, praying that God would minister to those who have suffered loss. And, and that we were praying that they would receive the sevenfold blessing of what the enemy has taken away from them spiritually, in their finances, emotionally, mentally. And I guess the call that the Lord has spoken to me is that we need to re request that God give us divine appointments wherever we go. That we look forward, that we ask for, that we embrace divine appointments that God would give us to touch people who have suffered loss. And as we do that in our loss, that's when I believe that it's more than the sevenfold blessing, it's the hundredfold blessing that you were talking about. Mm -hmm. As we take our loss and we bring it to those who are poor and have lost so much. So if we can stand yes. and ask God right now to open the door of our heart to them as Jesus has asked us to open the door of our heart to him, let us open the door of compassion from the bowels of our compassion to those who are poor and asking God to 
give us those divine appointments. So if you can say this with me, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. I open my heart to you. I open my heart to you. And I open my heart to the poor. And I open my heart to the poor. In whatever way I can meet their need. In whatever way I can meet their need. To preach the gospel to the poor. To preach the gospel to the poor. L to lay hands on the sick. To lay hands on the sick. To cast out demons. To cast out demons. To bind up broken hearts. To bind up broken hearts. Broken relationships. Broken relationships. To release them from the prisons of their mind. To release them from the curses of their mind. Their emotions. Their emotion. And their poverty. And their poverty. Lord, I release the Lord. flow of your compassion. Lord, I release the flow of your compassion. Into my heart. Into my heart. To those who are poor. To those who are poor. Those who are needy. Those who are needy. Thank you, God. I release, I release my heart. Thank you, God. I release my heart. To share the wealth of my loss. To share the wealth of my loss. To those who have lost as well. Those who have lost as well. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise the Lord. All right, Allie, did yeah, come on up. And then Wes, you'll come up afterwards. Okay. Uh, there's a story, actually, I think it's Pastor Steve's story that has been in my heart for like a, a couple weeks or a month or something like that, and I keep recounting it, and I told a friend about it, and, and I just felt like it was important for, for tonight, and I think it has to do with... Um, I think you told a story one time, Pastor Steve, of that you purchased a wetsuit, and it was like a good one, and you brought it to the beach. I don't even know that you wore it yet, and you left it on the shore, and um, and then you went to go do something, and I guess someone stole it while you weren't um, while you weren't there, and that the Lord said actually you could give it. Like there was, I think you said you were waiting for like. You, you reported it and that type of thing. And at some point, I think the Lord said, um, actually, in your heart, just give it as a gift. Like, just release it and just bless that person with, with it. And, um, and then you were talking about that there's a, that actually release grace on the earth. Like, not just that one person, but because that, the kingdom of God met the kingdoms of this world. The kingdom of God is always powerful. It's always more powerful, bigger, greater, stronger. And that actually grace was released on the earth. So I just wanted to release that grace to release grace. And so, Father, we just stand with our hands open, God, and, and God, every loss, every place of disappointment or that felt like, hey, that wasn't fair. Um, that was mine, or I worked hard for that, or that was expensive. That was costly to me. Um, Father, we just, I ask, Father, that you put your hands under our hands and that you, um, what we feel like is hard to release, we give you permission to release it, God, to release our fingers from it, to release it from our hands. And we release grace 
on the earth by your authority, God. We release just an outpouring of mercy and grace in the name of Jesus of forgiveness that every person that needs forgiveness receives forgiveness and feels it and is bathed in the love of God. Every person that's hurting, every person that's broken or feeling like, oh my gosh, I messed up or I shouldn't have done that or they they can't look forward. They feel like they're, they're stuck looking backwards. Yes. No, we just release that off of you right now. In the name of Jesus, we break off every heavy yoke that was never placed there by your Father. We break it off now yes. in the yes. name of Jesus. Yes. And we release the kingdom of heaven over you. Yes. In the name of Jesus, the righteousness, the peace, the joy. And I just thank you, Father, for your help, Holy Spirit. I thank you for your help to, to have open hands and an open heart and a purity. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen, amen. Thank you, Alec. Okay, yeah, Wes. It's getting so rich, the things that are coming forth and being heard and given. Yeah, it really is. Well, today we prayed uh, for the children a lot. And I'd been meditating recently, just thinking on a single mom, how she works so hard for the state to raise her child, meaning she's constantly at work, working two jobs, and her child is being raised by other people. And the reality of children um, being indoctrinated is a real reality, but there's a scripture in Isaiah that I believe that we can stand on as we recognize that we were supposed to be the instructors in our household. We were supposed to be the ones that, that gave the living word of God to our children. And a lot of the time, life happens, busyness happens, and there isn't that ability. But the Holy Spirit was showing us that even through the scripture in Isaiah, that everything that we were instructed to do, everything that we should have done as parents, everything that should have been in our own households, that the Holy Spirit could overshadow and he could become the teacher of our child and even bypass all the indoctrination and whatever's coming uh, from friends, from teachers, from whatever it is, and he can begin to teach our children. So just in Deuteronomy uh, verses 6, uh, 4, it says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down and when you rise up. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. And then moving into Isaiah 54, 13, it says, all your children shall be taught by the Lord and great shall be the peace of your children. In righteousness, you shall be established. You shall be far from oppression for you shall not fear and from terror for it shall not come near you. So let's stand up and let's just agree that even the things that were supposed to have happened and even the things that we failed in and the things that we willfully stepped into as a result of our ignorance, as a result of our pride, whatever it is, yes. that the Holy yes. Spirit's going to step in and do the impossible and, and bypass 
our failures mm -hmm. and get to the Receive to the root it. to the heart of even our children yes. where where indoctrination could have got them all of a sudden they're going to be trained to be sons and daughters of the most high so father we give you glory we thank you for the richness in this room the wealth of loss that's been even shared tonight the wealth of hearts that have marinated in your presence even for the last 12 plus hours the wealth of how we've been marinating as a body for a year plus in this house and fasting and prayer and how much we've got to discover Christ in one another. And we thank you right now that as we've been singing about these limitations and about how you're greater than these limitations and you're greater even than our willfulness, you're greater than our failures, you're greater than our shortcomings, you're greater than all the circumstances, you're greater than what we've been instructed to do and what we failed to to do and what we were slothful in and lazy and lethargic about and what we procrastinated in and we pushed off or what we just weren't able to deal with because we couldn't cope because life was so uh, horrendous that we just had emotional uh, just hang-ups and things that just caused us to be in a place of panic and hysteria and anxiety there wasn't enough finance to put our children in Christian schools we didn't have the ability to homeschool when we knew that it was time to train our children. We didn't have the ability to speak the living word because we were so tired at night. We had nothing to offer them. We fed them food that we knew would just rot their teeth and their gut, whatever that looks like. But we say that you will teach our children, that you are the great instructor, that you are the great counselor. You're the wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the eternal Father. Father, the Prince of Shalom and we thank you that even now you are moving upon our children even if they're grown even if they're out of the home even if they have a family of their own that you are speaking to them that you're instructing them that you are their great teacher you are rabbi over our children that you are raising them that you are bypassing all the things that have been spoken to them all the things that have been spoken over them all the things that they've agreed with, all the lies, all the deceptions, all the mindsets that they have fallen into because of lies and deception, all of it right now be overshadowed by the greater reality. Spirit of truth, lead these ones into all truth. Spirit of remembrance right now, lead them to remember what Jesus has spoken. Every prodigal, remember the living word that found you. Remember the moment that you were encountered. Remember the time that you surrendered. Remember the moments after that carried through the very essence of your person and caused you to be somebody that longed for this one that found you in your muck and mire and begin to breathe anew, teach these ones, instruct these ones, and awaken these ones in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Anyone else? Because otherwise we're going to do the 10, take our small group moment. Is that good? This is sweeping, powerful. We want to, we read through Matthew 14 and we read today 
uh, Romans 14. And so if you've read that and we're doing that through the Bible, it's online, you can download PDF, and we're going to get all the way through the New Testament before Christmas. And I am amazed at everything that God keeps affecting us with. In fact, I will talk online. But let's break up into small groups, two or three people, and share what God's saying to you. It doesn't have to be out of Matthew 14 or, uh, or Romans 14, but it certainly be what you're hearing, what's burning, what's coming alive. And I'm going to go ahead and just share with you. And we'll come back in 10 minutes, and we'll release a blessing. All right, so this is incredible. I mean, what if you've been with us through the service, you've, you've watched this flow. In fact, I was prayed earlier today. We were in a flow, flow of the Spirit, like a river of water coming out of our belly. It's not something we're just even being led. We're just moving in the flow. And so what was happening today when I, I was, I love Romans 14, but I want to focus on Matthew 14. Because here is the great example of the Son of Man overwhelming the evil of man overwhelming the loss that he incurred and turning loss into others coming into connection, kingdom, and so forth. Because it says in, uh, basically this backdrop of the story is Herod has heard about Jesus and he's convicted thinking, because he's got a guilty conscience, he thinks it might be John the Baptist raised from the dead. And then the story's told about how that happened. John had told uh, Herod, it's not lawful for you to marry your brother's wife, but he had, and now his Herodias had a very much a vendetta against him, John the Baptist. So Herod had put him into prison, and one on his birthday, Herodias's daughter danced such a dance that created um, pleasure. In it. And Herod said, "I'm going to give you anything." And he made a promise with an oath, which is. He got overwhelmed in his excitement, and he promised. And so her mom had prompted her and said, hey, just what do you ask for? Give me John the Baptist's head on a platter. And verse 9, the king was sorry, but nevertheless, because of the oaths and because of those who sat with him, he commanded it to be given to her. So he sent and had John beheaded in prison, and his head was brought on a platter. The body was buried, and no, excuse me, bought, bought on a platter and given to the girl, and she brought it to her mother. So this, this is in wickedness. Then the disciples came, and they took away the body and buried it, and went and told Jesus. So this is horrific. And again, Jesus and John the Baptist were cousins. You know, they, they had connections through growing up, and then they recognized callings and... John wanted to be baptized by him, and, but he understood his role was the forerunner. Jesus understood him to be. Back in chapter 11, we read on Sunday, he, Jesus spoke of who John the Baptist was. So this is someone's dear. This is, again, touching humanity. So when Jesus heard it, and here's a pivotal moment, he departed from there by boat to a deserted place by himself. He wanted, and any of us would, process a horrific murder, a death, uh, just, uh, uh, just, just like many have been through. But this was the closest person, relative, you know, other than would be his mother. Uh, but when the multitudes heard it, they followed him on foot 
from the cities. And when Jesus went out, he saw a great multitude. So whether he had had a chance to be alone or by the time he's off the boat, there they are. If you've not been to Israel one day, you will. Galilee is something you can make yourself around pretty quick, especially if you're in a hurry. And he was moved with compassion for them and healed their sick. So here again is this picture. When I'm in loss, when I have been taken from, when, when evil has been done to me, there is a rightful desire to stop and, and, and process to sorrow. But what Jesus did when the multitude came, you could have easily said, you guys, I need a day to myself. This is, I'm having, instead of getting caught in the loss, he just moved with compassion for them. So it was what Peter was saying, is that you take from the place of loss and instead of letting the loss take you down, you move to those who are in loss or need and you have compassion for them and he healed their sick. Now can you, now what are the chances of us reading Matthew 14 today and then the way God orchestrated today's prayer and worship to lead us to a, uh, an experiential uh, picture of the great Son of Man submitted to the Father in everything, uh, acquainted with grief and, and sorrow, having walking in a world that he was the most rejected man that was ever on this planet and the most loved son that has ever walked the planet. And he lived in the love of the Father, but he didn't experience the losses of everyone, tested as every way. And yet, when this moment came, he shifted and he started to give out of that loss. He let the compassion of God start to flow. And then he began to help those who were in need. Now, when he gets in the boat and he goes through and, he, and he's walking the water, the disciples are overwhelmed. Peter wants to come or, think, you know, to prove it is you say come. And so he's out there. Now he's sinking and he pulls him up. And, you know, why did you doubt? We're little faith. You, know, you Jesus just calling us into this life that he walked in fellowship. How could he do that and the disciples not? Well, besides that he was the one carrying Holy Spirit and the Son of Man in perfect fellowship with the Father, living under the submission of the Word, he had spent the night in prayer. He put the disciples in a boat early in the evening. And then not until after three in the morning is he walking across a storm. And so Peter gets out on the water, and it's a storm for sure, but he, he's not, he's looking at Jesus, but then he looks at the storm, and we know he starts to sink because circumstances will steal your faith. That's why we're learning to live from a position that, where Christ is. We see him in the heavenly. We listen to his word. And then here we were tonight. We were in this again. It says when he got out of the boat, verse 34, they crossed over. So they get on the other side, and when he crossed over, uh, they came to the land of Gennesaret. And when the men and when the men of that place recognized him, they sent out into the, all the surrounding region and brought to him all who were sick. And they begged him that they might only touch the hem of his garment. As many as touch it were made perfectly well. So we sang that. We saw that. We prayed that. And now it's in our Bible reading. You, this, this book that we carry is, is supernatural. It's living. It's never not speaking. It's always overwhelming life. It is the script by which the Holy Spirit brings revelation to Jesus Christ. 
Holy Spirit was present today when we read Matthew 14 and we read Romans 14. And he was present while we prayed and he began to move us in concert because he's putting us into the, 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 the like-mindedness, the one mind, the one mouth to glorify God. We are being brought into submission to the living word in the Holy Spirit. And I'm just amazed at that. So I want to I release for us this tomorrow. What's tomorrow going to be? It's Romans 15. It's, and it's Matthew 15. Who knows? It's, it's awesome. I'm already excited about 1 Corinthians chapter 2, which will be where we're on Sunday. I know the Lord's going to meet us just sovereignly and powerfully with the Spirit of God to bring about that hundredfold return. So I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to bring everybody back in. <clears throat> Blessings. I'm going to, you can continue in the room and meeting, but I'm going to close uh, with a blessing. Lord, I want to bless us to come into confidence that our life is in the scripture in Christ. And that as we read the scripture diligently, that we discover our life in Christ directly. And that you supernaturally and sovereignly say, I am present with you. And I am present in the word. I'm present by my spirit. And I am present in the stories and the truth that you're reading. And I'm here to demonstrate with power the kingdom so that your faith will be in the power of God and not of the wisdom of men. Let that be for all of us, to the entire living body of Jesus Christ throughout the world, and for that which you gather together in here at Jubilee. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Love you. We'll see you guys Sunday online and back in the house.